from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Funsky. Give STL Day kicks off this Thursday. More than 900 local nonprofits will be asking for assistance that day in what's become an eight-year tradition for St. Louis. Last year, more than 35,000 individual donors raised nearly $4.5 million. There's a complete list of projects that you can help fund at GiveSTLDay.org. But the project here at St. Louis Public Radio has special resonance for many staff members, and that includes in full disclosure, me. That's because the whole thing began in some ways with a conversation on this very show. And joining us now with more of the story is the station's midday host, a voice you probably know quite well, that is Greg Montanu. Greg, welcome. Hey, thanks for talking about this, Sarah. And we're also joined today by Ken Buchholz. He is the director of the Audubon Society at Riverlands. That's in West Alton. Ken, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Ken, it was almost exactly a year ago Mm -hmm. we discussed on this show the Lights Out Heartland Project and also the Bird Safe St. Louis Project. Give us a sense, what dangers do birds experience from light pollution and from windows? Yeah, well, first off, you have to think about uh, where we live. And in St. Louis, we have the uh, responsibility but also the privilege of living along one of the most productive uh, migratory bird corridors in the the United States, the Mississippi Flyway. So in spring and fall when birds are migrating, we have millions of birds moving up and uh, back and forth through our area. And so light and glass um, can really... Um, provide, um, uh, can be troublesome for birds for, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, so the light, the main issue is sort of a confusion thing with the light? Yeah, light can cause confusion, and scientists are still not sure why birds are attractive, uh, attracted to them and, and what it's doing. But what it can do is when birds are flying over, um, they can attract, uh, light can attract them right into buildings. But it can also confuse them, mm-hmm. and they may end up uh, in, in a situation where they're calling out uh, and they're flying in the wrong direction, and so they're expending all this energy, and, and, and then that also can be quite uh, perilous for them. Okay. And then when you say they're sort of headed towards these windows due to this light, that can be deadly. Yeah, because they're moving at really uh, high speeds. Okay. And, they're not just sort of floating and, and like a butterfly. They're going to hit it hard. Yeah. So, Greg, that is something that, unfortunately, I know you know all too well, mm-hmm. and particularly as it relates to this very building we're in. Right, right. Uh, tell me, you first got interested in this back in 2018. Back in 2018, um, Shayla Farzan, uh, who is our science reporter, she brought in an injured uh, black and white warbler, and she kept it at her desk in a little shoebox and, you know, told, told a bunch of us about it and was able to release it. But I, we had started noticing these, you know, birds showing up, you know, dead around the building. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, trying to figure out a solution back then, but... They're really, you know, we didn't didn't know, didn't mm-hmm. know what to do. Did a little bit of research, saw that putting stickers on windows was a good idea, but getting um, getting the attention, you know, drawn to it, 
uh, was what we were missing out. Yeah, on. figuring out how to take that further. And in the meantime, you were kind of taking some meticulous notes. We were documenting, taking pictures. I've got, I've got a lot of pictures of dead birds because <laughs> they were hitting the windows here. This is a right. this building. I would, don't want to call it a glass box, but it certainly has some glass box like qualities. Right? Can that can be a problem for birds? Absolutely, glass. Um, you know, it reflects, and, and what it's doing is reflecting habitat, whether that's sky or foliage, and, and birds don't see glass the way we do. And so they're looking at that, thinking, you know, it's sky or, or a tree, and they're coming right in. And Greg, you're a real bird lover. I, I know am. not only I were am. you for seeing for a very, very long time since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, this has been a big thing for you. You were finding these these bird bodies. Yeah, and you could tell what kind of birds they are. These were migratory. Sure, birds? absolutely migratory birds like uh, uh, white-throated sparrows, common yellow-throats. Th- those two are the the ones that we saw the most. And um, just s- some stats for you on this. This isn't the only problem birds face. Uh, cats are the number one. 2.4 billion birds die from cats. 1 billion birds die a year from windows. Hmm. Cars take care of 340 million birds. So they've got a lot of, you know, uh, obstacles and and trials that they face out in the wild. Yeah, it's know? hard it's hard to be a bird. It and is very tough to be a bird. Yeah, and so for me I didn't know any of this was going on in this building until we had this conversation. We were talking about this Audubon Society campaign, the Lights Out Heartland Project, Bird Safe St. Louis. Greg, you came up and kind of buttonholed me after the show. Well, with the dove. Yeah. Told yeah. me about, you know, photos you'd take and told me about the data you gathered. We basically decided we needed to do something about we, this. And we did. We did something. That yeah. was a year ago. It was a year uh, ago. <laughs> almost to the day, yeah. right? Took us a very yeah. long time. But we gathered together a committee of, of some like-minded St. Louis Public Radio staffers. We should give a shout out. Oh, I've got a list. Yeah. <laughs> Shayla Farzan, Brian Munoz, Emily Woodbury, uh, Lisa Custolo, uh, Madeline Painter, Maria Bradford, Securing funding. That's right. Rebecca McBride, Sarah Fenske, <laughs> and Evie Hemphill, who used to Our work on this producer. very show. Right. Yeah, and so we were trying to figure out how can we get something taken care of, and that's when we ended up talking to Ken. Can you guys come out and do assessments for buildings? Well, it, this was our first one. We piloted it, and we knew that it could work. Um, and and the reason we know it can work is because these are not complex solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg and I were talking earlier, it, we're talking about putting stickers on windows. We're, <laughs> we're talking about leaving blinds closed and turning off lights yeah. for the most part. So anyone can do this at a home or in, in an office building. And, and Ken, you said that when you did this for your building um, out in West Alton, mm-hmm. where you have a, a large bird's populations moving through there, you saw this made a real difference. We, we sure did. And, and we're actually doing a, a, a kind of an informal survey, but we are tracking the number of uh, birds that are um, not striking our windows now, essentially. And we're, we're seeing a, a pretty uh, large uh, knockoff of birds that are have collided. So it works. And, and we, what we did, we, we tested different treatments. And so what you found is, using these decals, this seems to be what's, what's leading in the right direction. Yeah, and for us, we even had kids uh, temper paint some of the windows. And so if you're at home or, or you're in a school, it's a great project to engage kids in. And, and they take ownership in protecting birds and, and their environment. 
We actually have a caller um, who's wondering, and I'm just going to ask this question for her. I think it's a good question. Rita wonders from Crestwood, would a dirtier window be something that's safer for birds? Is that one of the things you looked at when you looked at various options? I, I think it has to be something that breaks up. It has to provide a pattern. Okay. And, it, it can't so just be a little bit not clear. Nudgy or, or, or smudgy or something like right, that. Right. I yeah. think the... the the uh, info that I've read says that the, the dots or something that breaks up the uh, the reflection has to be about two to four inches apart because, you know, birds are very maneuverable. They'll, they'll fly through to, to escape a predator or mainly I think they're just flying to a comfortable place and they think that they're flying, you know, to somewhere they're going to land. Yeah. And then they hit the window. Yeah. You know, so you can't is, just have a dirty window, Rita. I like right. your thinking as somebody who hates uh, cleaning my windows. <laughs> I like that idea. But I think what we found here, and Greg, you really, you ended up finding a company in Canada. What right, they do is right. make decals. Right. Uh, feather friendly. Uh, and, and they're very friendly people. They're very nice. Uh, talked to a, a man named Paul Grolo who is the president, I believe. And, uh, you know, he walked me through the whole thing. And we did some research into other companies. This one, um, All About Birds, or American Bird Conservatory, right? Uh, Conservancy, yeah. Conservancy. Conservancy. Okay, they have a whole list of different uh, vendors of these stickers. And Feather Friendly was at the top of the list. They're a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. But usually, uh, you know, you go with the one that is the the most effective. So that's, they had a high rating. So that's, that's where we went. And so for GiveSTLDay.org, uh, St. Louis Public Radio is asking people to contribute to this campaign so we can get these window decals on our windows and stop these bird strikes. If you want to know more, we have a video up. That's GiveSTLDay.org slash STLPR. We've already raised more than $3,000 for this project. We should mention we have another $5,400 in matching funds. If you give soon, you can get in on that and double the impact that you're making. Greg, this is an issue that has been so important to you. Um, I know you're really hoping that, that people can step up here. I am. I'm hoping that uh, that we can be an example for people in Grand Center. I, I really want this to spread out across St. Louis. There are a lot of new buildings going up, and a lot of them you, you can go on Twitter or you can go on any of the socials and, and see all the new buildings that are going up in the area. The plans, and they're all glass, mm-hmm. you know, so it would be really nice if folks would keep birds in their minds when they're doing this. Architects, you know, think about it out there, architects. Think about the birds. Right. And so, Ken, this is, as you said, this assessment was one. Of, it was the first that you've done. Um, you're hopeful that this project could be a project that leads to others throughout downtown, throughout Grand Center. Yeah, we're certainly exploring that, and we're, and we're also looking to connect that to uh, St. Louis Audubon's Bird Safe program, so there's continued follow-up. Um, but I think the most important thing is to do what you all did, see the problem, figure out how to solve it, and get folks like us involved. And, and, and often with anything, you find out the solutions are, are there, and they're often pretty easy to implement. Mm-hmm. So if people are having bird strikes, say they're part of a commercial building, and they're noticing the same sort of thing that Greg kept noticing here, what would you recommend as their next step here? If they're in a building, um, I really love uh, uh, Feather Friendly, and there's other companies like them, and they have really tremendously good information, and customer service is really high, and, and they'll work with uh, virtually any size. I think, Greg, you said someone's working on... Um, 
What was the big building in New York they're working oh, on right the now? Oh, the World Trade Center right. is when I when I talked to Paul right. last, right? And they were working on World Trade Center buildings. Yeah. So the scale can go really large, um, but then starting simple, you know, work with your uh, building managers and get lights off at at, at the appropriate times. Um, really simple to do, and and break up, uh, you know, uh, windows with patterns, even the- if you don't have a, a feather friendly product. A lot of buildings have timers, so you can just set the time, set the time to lights out, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, even the gateway arch um, is going dark Mm -hmm. for the next two weeks. Um, It's great to see this kind of attention being paid to this issue. I think for so long, people just thought of bird strikes as a fact of life. There's nothing we can do about it. Ken, that's just not the case. No, it's exactly not the case. There is so much we can do, and it can happen in, in commercial, residential uh, and you know our building and so on. One billion birds is a lot of birds. So to to make a small dent in that, to me, uh, you know, we got to work. We got to work at it in, in steps. We've got to try, though. Yeah. So we're going to ask you if you can go to givestlday.org/stlpr and make that contribution. We say it's Give STL Day, uh, but you can do it really anytime this week. It's already live. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and do that now. If you give $25 or more, you'll receive as a thank you our STLPR bluebird tote. That it's was also awesome a part too. of this it's project. Really, it's a nice tote. Yeah, it's it's a great tote. It's got a little bluebird with some headphones on it. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is like the radio <laughs> I, bird, right? I saw the logo. I thought was great. See, we need this to become our new mascot here. And we should mention also, while you're at GiveSTLDay.org, you can check out other projects too. 900 local nonprofits participating. More than 400 of those are micro-organizations you may not be familiar with. You can just browse through the list of projects. New this year, they also have a category of the Black-led benefiting sector. There's 14 organizations there that are Black-led if you particularly want to give there. So, uh, Greg Montanu, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And Ken Buchholz, Director of the Audubon Society at Riverlands. Thank you. A pleasure. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.